Welcome to the Yahoo Finance Presents podcast. I'm Alexis Christophorus. There's a new player in the streaming wars, and this one's for free. WNET, the parent company of New York's PBS stations, is launching a 24-hour broadcast and streaming channel called All Arts. It will spotlight dance, film, music, theater, and the visual arts. And joining me on this podcast now is Diane Michelle Lee. She is the co-executive in charge of All Arts. And Diane, it's great to have you. Thank you, Alexis, for having me. So tells, I'm personally am very excited about All Arts because uh, this is my jam, so to speak. Mm-hmm. What type of programming can we expect? So as you mentioned, it's been all kinds of genres of arts. Um, And we want to be both traditional but also experimental. And we're also working with um, lots of arts organizations and artists to partner to, you know, really shine a spotlight on some of the arts that don't necessarily get seen by a broad, wide audience Mm. to really amplify and support the artistic community. And some of the things we're doing is, like, working with, like, Brick, which is an arts and media entity in Brooklyn, and we worked with them to create a, a jazz series. They had a jazz fest. We filmed for three days and got eight programs. And we have people like Terry Lynn Carrington, who's, you know, a jazz great, to someone like Kavita Shaw, who's new and up and coming. And Jasmia Horn, we we did a whole show with her. And like a week later, she was nominated for a Grammy. Fabulous. So, you know, it's that kind of kind of work. And we're doing original programming. We're acquiring programs from around the world, documentaries, performances, films from Asia, from Africa, from Europe, from South America. We're also digging into our vault. WNET has a very long history of supporting and creating arts content. So we have like 50 years of amazing programs that haven't been seen in some cases for 30 or 40 years. Uh, One of the things you'll see on the launch week of All Arts is an interview with a program with Toni Morrison with her reading from some of her first works and it wasn't it hasn't aired for like 40 years oh great it's so really you're unearthing amazing. all these treasures yeah, absolutely and we also have Meryl Streep's first ever television performance oh what was what was that so in? it's 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 a it's a movie called Secret Service and uh, we will be showing that on all arts too and I mean that's something that nobody else has so it's very exciting for us. You know, it's interesting you, you mentioned nobody else has it because right now the way things work are a lot of these uh, mainstream streaming services like Netflix and Hulu, are mm-hmm. they're getting programming from already established um, networks like Disney has a lot of its sure. programming on Netflix and they're already saying when mm-hmm. we have our own streaming service, we're pulling our programming yes. from Netflix. You don't have to worry about that, do you? No, we don't. And actually what we're doing is we're really looking for programs that you you are not going to find on Netflix or Hulu or Amazon or Disney or anywhere else. I mean, that's sort of one of the guiding principles for the acquisitions that we're doing. And also our original programs are not going to be seen anywhere else, obviously. But the acquisitions, it's really interesting. It's been it's hard to find things that aren't on some of those other streaming I platforms. Bet. But there is a lot of content and it's really great, especially in the arts, because the arts is not something that is for every streaming platform or for every broadcaster but for public media it's one of the mainstays of what we do and it really is the hallmark of public media and we're able to do it because we're not commercially you know driven Um, it's more of a philanthropic um, play and so we can bring things to the audience that you wouldn't see on mainstream yeah a lot of content out there wonderful content looking for a home that just Mm -hmm. wouldn't 
cut cut the mustard, so to speak, at some of these other on some of these other streaming services. Yeah, the distributors we're working with are thrilled. Um, <clears throat> you know, our budgets are much lower. Um, but, you know, this is content that they're not getting on in the U.S. anywhere else. So, right. you know, we're able to, to make some really good deals and bring some great programming to um, to the audience. And, you know, here in the tri-state region, we're on a digital and on broadcast, on cable. But we do have free streaming apps on Apple TV, Roku, you know, Amazon Fire. We also have a website. We have social media. So all of those are available across the country and free to everyone. Right. I've seen the programming on Facebook, Twitter, right. Instagram. Um, acquiring these programs, coming up with original content does cost money. Yes. How are you funding All Arts, this free streaming service? Yes. So um, you've heard viewers like you on public media. Yes, and I so have. That, so, you know, community supported is one thing. And, you know, that's a really big, important part of our funding strategy. But also um, philanthropic um, funding from individuals who really support the arts. We are very fortunate to have a number of individuals who are supporting this venture and uh, foundations. So the Mellon Foundation is one of our funders. Um, and, you know, that's the kind of funding that we're seeking. Um, we're not, we don't have advertising. So as I mentioned, we're not commercial, so we're not seeking advertising. Um, so it's a, it's a very different kind of funding model. And it really only works on public media. Why get into the streaming service game to begin with? Are you going after a different audience? Are you trying to stay relevant as we all change, regardless of demographic, how we all change the way we're consuming um, news and information? Yes, absolutely. So, you know, the PBS audience usually is an older audience. So, you know, we looked at this. We, we, we did a lot of research and strategy, and we really want to be able to sort of span the generations. Arts spans, you know, generations. It spans geography. You know, it, it's, it has no borders. So, you know, we have our broadcast um, platform where our traditional, you know, older viewers will probably watch us. But we really wanted to be... Um, somewhere for everyone. And so that's why we thought that, you know, it was very, very important for us to have our streaming apps that are free for everyone and also, um, you know, everything on social and on our website. And so far, like, we launched our website earlier just to kind of socialize the idea and kind of start working with our partners. And so we did that, like, a few months ago. And so far, you know, we have 70% of the people who are visiting our website are 45 and younger. So you're and getting results quickly. Yes, absolutely. And we have over a million video views already. And most of them are on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And most of them are 12 to 25 years old. So, you know, this is really important to us because, you know, we want to be able to reach all kinds of people across all generations and, you know, with all kinds of interests. What about uh, this sort of bringing equity or leveling the playing field, if you will, bringing things to people for free, like like these arts programs that they normally would not uh, have access to. They'd need to be in a major city where it was being offered. They'd need to buy tickets. Here, that's not the case. No, it's not the case. And we say that all the time. No ticket necessary. It's free, mm -hmm. um, which also is one of the hallmarks of public media. It's one of, the, it's one of the principles that public media was built on, that we will bring all kinds of programming, particularly the arts, 
to a broader audience, to people who would not have access to it otherwise, um, and to really, you know, uh, allow people to experience things that they might not be able to afford, they don't have it in their community, um, you know, they can't get out of their house, the, you know, they're, they're, not, they're just not going to be inclined to do it. But mm -hmm. if it's on TV or on streaming now, you know, they, they're curious and they'll find things. Um, there's a lot of discoverability out there, yeah. right? A lot of different places to discover it. I'm curious the process when you're looking at what programs to offer. Uh, what goes into that thought process? Because I, some of the originals, I love this. Is it Broadway Sandwich? Oh, yeah, I love Broadway yeah, Sandwich. Tell us about that. So Broadway Sandwich is a really fun, It and you know, this is the thing. This program, this started as digital first. So this is a digital series that we are now going to package. It's so fun. We're going to package it and put it on broadcast as mm -hmm. well. But the idea is that between the matinee and the evening performance, what do the Broadway actors do in that sandwich? Yes, that so, is a question I've had. <laughs> well, it's really fun to see what they do. So we've we feature the uh, an actor and actress from Hamilton, from Kinky Boots, from Mean Girls, um, and it's fun to see what they do. Some go and feed their pet turtles. Some <laughs> go and have lunch. Some get a haircut. Some take a vocal lesson, even though they're singing wow. all day long. Dedication. At night. Yeah. Some teach a class. Some ride their bike. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they do all kinds of things. Depends. Some take yoga. It sort of depends on what they need for themselves to kind of bridge that, you know, take advantage of that time so yeah. that they can be on for both performances. And it's really fun. And we get to not only meet the actors and actresses, you know, but they also take us back stage. You get to see the burn book for Mean Girls. Oh, you get neat. to see the little goats in, uh, in Once on an Island. You know, it's it's a really fun series. It's People have really responded to it. And that's why, you know, we started as a digital series, but we said, oh, this is really great. Let's bundle these digital segments together and make a broadcast program as well. And so when you are looking at, I'm sure there are lots of folks knocking on your door saying, oh, please, please carry my yes. content. Yes. How do you decide what to what to carry? Well, you know, we really want to be as diverse as possible, and we really want to consider everything. We can't have everything, but we want to consider everything. And, you know, we're looking at, you know, where are the gaps? You know, where are the where are the gaps? Where's the quality programming? Where are the, you know, underrepresented communities? Where are the underrepresented arts? You know, and really trying to focus on bringing things to the audience that they normally wouldn't see. You know, we also have all the tried and true programs, and we are showing some of the, you know, PBS programs that are beloved by our audience but we really want to you know try to sort of stretch ourselves and be curious and to allow our audience to be curious as well of course quality you know and lots of other things standards and practices and rights and clearances and all of these sort of mm -hmm. things that you have to consider come into play but really from the perspective of what we're looking for is we really just want to be as open as possible to all art forms from all kinds of people you know it seems that I'm gonna go back into the archives for a moment because it seems like mr. Rogers is really having mm -hmm. his moment sort yes. of posthumously. But um, talk to me about the response you're getting from the next generation of, of Mr. Rogers watchers. You know, it's interesting because one of the things we're doing is we're programming Saturday nights with the Bob Ross Marathon for exactly <laughs> that reason. Because there are all of these amazing programs that, you know, we can introduce to a new audience. You know, I have had the privilege of going through our archive and looking at some of this content. And, you know, I was like amazed at what I was able to see, and mm. I just I'm, I just know when we bring this to the audience, it's really going to spark like 
more interest from a younger audience more than you know it'll be nostalgic for the you know for people our, like me for our yes. for our traditional audience but I think for the younger audience it's really going to open them up to you know some really great programming from the past and really it still resonates yeah if ever you want some company while you're looking through the archives <laughs> you can give me a call um, I understand there's new children's programming yes. coming Saturday mornings you yes. say what's that about so we, we we're you know as is as with everything we're starting out with certain blocks of programming and then we'll evolve that. So for Saturday mornings, we decided that, you know, we want to start sparking the interest of our youngest viewers. Um, and because we are multi-platform and streaming and online, um, we know that lots of younger kids might watch things on their iPad or their, you know, smart TVs that their parents have. You got that right. So we have programming that is focused on the arts for children. Um, and it's it's not on PBS Kids. It's not on other PBS stations. It's not seen anywhere else. So some of the content is from other PBS stations that is seen only in their local markets, and it's really fun. Very focused on the arts, on dance, on painting. But then we're also acquiring programs for kids from around the world. Mm. And some of it is in foreign languages, but like I've watched all of it, and even though... It, it's in Japanese with English subtitles, and I know some kids won't be able to read it. Mm -hmm. It's so visually stimulating and so fun and so much music and dancing and just movement that I think it'll just be really interesting for young children to see, like, things from elsewhere as well. Yeah, you're opening opening up worlds, which is yeah. what WNET has been doing for Absolutely. decades. You know, there's a lot of talk about a softening economy. Mm -hmm. And and certainly WNET has seen its share of those. Yes. But what does that mean for a nonprofit um, uh, organization like yours during those times? Do you see a direct correlation? Is there a pullback even from the large foundations? Sure. I mean, everybody is competing more for dollars, um, just like, you know, in the commercial, you know, business world. Um, it doesn't, it's not any different. It's, ju it's just as hard for us in the nonprofit world as it is for anyone. Um, you know, we, you know, you just... Well, how do you prepare for that? You know, philanthropy and nonprofit is all about relationships, right? I mean, that's business, really, though. It doesn't right. really matter. So, you know, just really maintaining our relationships with our funders, with our foundations, with our community, really with our community is really important. Mm -hmm. And just making sure that we're staying relevant and that we're providing a service that, you know, is worth people funding, you know, and that they're not getting somewhere else. That really have to, has to be the differentiator because, you know, if they can watch it on Netflix or Amazon or Hulu, why are they going to give money to us? Right. So, you know, we are providing services, whether it's in our arts programming or news and public affairs or, you know, all kinds of other programming that we do, that you're not going to get anywhere else. And thankfully, people do value that. I mean, it makes it harder when we're in a soft economy to, um, you know, garner those dollars. But, you know, we, we, we're pretty lean and mean. I mean, we're nonprofits, so we run pretty lean. Um, and we do, you know, always look to the future and sort of prepare ourselves for those times. Well, we're excited about All Arts. Best of luck with the launch as it continues to roll out. Diane, Michelle Lee of, of All Arts, thanks so much. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Yahoo Finance Presents podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and share this podcast. And remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode.